1: If you could eat anything at all, like anything, what would your dream meal be? It's the simple question that British comedians Ed Gamble and James Acaster pose to their guests in Off Menu, as they ask diners at their imaginary restaurant to choose their favourite starter, main, side dish, drink and dessert. But the format's not just a great way to unlock stories of memorable meals and dream dishes – It also takes in tales about travel and how setting an ambience and the people you're eating with are all important in forming these memories. Tom Kerridge is a celebrity chef, a man with a lovely West Country accent and several Michelin stars to his name. And he's the first chef they had as a guest on the show. He also used to be a self-confessed lump who's lost 70 kilos and now avoids carbs and alcohol. Although he will sometimes swallow his principles.
2: I tell you what, one of the most amazing meals I've had was in a restaurant called Fransen, which is in Stockholm. Mm-hmm. And they made the bread and the butter in front of you. It what? was honestly wow. mind blowing. So when you got to the table, instead of it being a vase with flowers in or whatever, the table like decoration in front of you was a, a block with a, um, a wooden block with a bread dough proving in front of you with a glass lid on it and then you had a couple of courses in and then they take the bread away to bake it to because it's proved up in front of you then they go and bake it and whilst they're baking it the waiter comes to the table with raw cream and beats the cream so it separates (laughs) pours the milk away and turns it into butter in front of you and serves the butter just freshly made with salt and then the bread comes back fresh from the oven it was like a mind blow, and it's the simplest thing that made it outstanding
3: and then you had to say to them I don't do carbs
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean what are, i, 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 I got to be honest that was actually that. that was before my life changing epiphany <laughs> by, that, yeah. by that point I probably had three bottles of wine yeah. seven gin and tonics <laughs> like and I was like this is amazing bread yeah. I actually ordered it again I was like give us more bread yeah. I, it was yeah it was, a, it, was, it was a weekend away with a couple of chefs and it was yeah it was chaos and mayhem so we wow. were like get me more of that bread which actually yeah. threw them a little bit because there wasn't any more proving in front of the team yeah, of so sure. I think they probably had to steal somebody else's bread
0: all about the sort of theatre of it, really, yeah, isn't it? And exactly. that's like going to a play and then going first half again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I loved it. Yeah,
2: yeah. That was so good. Do it all again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? Come on, I'll pay you. <laughs> that sounds absolutely incredible. Yeah, that was that's brilliant. So phenomenal. I've had very. That's very fresh butter.
3: That is. Yeah. Oh, I, I want some right now on <laughs> its own. I, I, I eat that butter on its own. I reckon.
0: How, I'm not running my mouth off. I'll How strong were the waiters? They must have been really strong waiters, like just beating butter all day
3: in yeah, front
2: of them. Well, people. it was just one guy with one massive <laughs> arm. Yeah. 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 Huge yeah.
1: yeah.
3: living a tortured existence. Yeah. Poor man. <laughs> for, for your starter, sir.
2: Yeah. Well. I kind of, I, I, I've been very fortunate. I've travelled like loads and food has been part of my life. Like I've been a chef for 27 years, but some of the simplest things are the best. So I quite like um, calamari, please, with some mm. very simply made fresh mayonnaise. That would be delicious.
3: Now, a lot of plates, see, I reckon most of the time when I go out to eat, and I haven't been there before, I'll look for the calamari. You're, the... A, you're a
0: proper squid boy.
3: Yeah, I'm a, I had a squid with you yesterday. Yeah. You saw me, you saw me order it. Good I'm not lying it. just to impress carriage. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a good safety option as well. If you're in a new, if you're in a new restaurant, and you yeah. don't know what it is, and you're a little bit unsure. Yeah. Squid is a calamari is, 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 is a good safety option. Although there is a little bit of a downfall that I don't think a lot of people know that. Quite often, those squid rings they're reformed, so Are they? they're not, yeah, quite often they're they're like processed squid meat that's then. Piped, you'll be able to tell oh. the ones that are almost circular rather than just flat. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so if they're they're reformed, yeah, and then fre- so it's it's not fresh squid rings. So it's got to be fresh squid rings, not the reformed ones that I don't know where you ate yesterday, but you know,
3: somewhere in Camden, it was a uh, our friend took us to a place in Camden, yeah. But it, that was I'm sorry, that was baby squid,
0: yeah,
2: you, Did, yeah, yeah. So you can't get if away they, with baby yeah. squid. Then if they reformed be, that. that fair be... play
0: to them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That would be more hassle than it's worth, really, wouldn't
3: it? That would be hours of crafting. Absolute artist. And
2: you polished it off in seconds. Yeah, yeah. It didn't
3: even bat an eyelid. (laughs) Where's the place you've had the best calamari?
2: Uh, Greece. Like, I I love Greece as a holiday. It's an amazing space. Sat sat on a a kind of like just one of those taverna-like things on the front of the beach, watching the sun go down, eating calamari. Amazing. Like, love it. Is that important to you, setting? Well, I think... From a restaurant's point of view, they're the things that make restaurants work is the whole environment. It's not Mm -hmm. just the food because you can have amazing food in places, but it's not always necessarily served well i mean not like the standard of waiter that we have here
1: mm-hmm. and, 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 invi- and
2: definitely not in an environment like we have i mean this is outstanding but you know it, 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 when you tick all of those boxes that does make some of the best some of the best meals you can ever have are with the company that you've got and the place it is as well as the food being mm-hmm. good so it does yeah it does make a difference it does make a difference my
0: dad has a theory that i think this is specifically when you go on holiday though if the restaurant has a lovely view or an amazing surrounding the worse the food's going to be and you have to find the place like say you're in Greece you have to find a place that's like down a side street and there's like a like mangy old dog walking past and they're going to have the best food because they have to to get people in
2: yeah I, I that's a fair theory particularly in holiday resorts I mean I remember once we went to um a place in in Cyprus with uh my wife and my little man and we went and um we would drive it. I got the taxi driver to take it, takes into town, and it just takes us somewhere nice, a Verna place. And as he drove into town, there was this place on the right hand side, and he goes, That's where I go, that's where all the taxi drivers go. Yeah. And then, but I'll drop you in town at the front. And you we went to the front, and they're just these packed tourist places. with The bloke at the front going, Come on in, very nice, come yeah, on yeah, in. And yeah, it's right. like, Hold on a minute, right, let's go back to where the taxi <laughs> <by the way." laughs> yeah. driver went back there, and it was amazing. It was an incredible meal, yeah. like, cooked by Three lovely old ladies in the kitchen doing beautiful like stews and stuff, so yeah, your dad's theory definitely worked in Cyprus then
3: yeah <laughs> the closest the closer to a landmark something is the worse it is it,
0: I'd, I'd agree with food that wise <laughs>
3: yeah if it's close to a landmark' like, oh, we'll just we'll just get the stragglers doesn't matter you just get all the tourists uh, walking around going up. Often, like I, I went to Paris last year for one day because my sister's family were there and they got little kids. So we went to the Eiffel Tower and then it's like, we need to eat. You can't walk around Paris, Freddie, with little kids on your phone going, No, I've Googled the best place. We're gonna yeah. go. So you just kind of go to the nearest place and then you're sitting there going, We are absolute mugs.
2: <laughs> Spending 20 euros on a really bad crepe. On like yeah. a
3: really bad burger. It was so bad. I mean, we all, we all, we all. The company was nice, sure.
0: <laughs> but not
3: good and enough the to... No, no, a great company. Always good enough. Oh, I'll eat anything with my family, Ed, and you know it.
2: <laughs> big wedge of lemon with the calamari? Yeah, I quite like a big wedge of lemon. Give it a good squeeze on it, definitely, yeah. Uh, I think you need... The acidity is really good. I mean, it's only a little bit like putting malt vinegar on fish and chips, isn't it? Mm. It's like that acidity that brings it to life, so yeah.
3: It's a big moment, though, when you start doing that. As a kid, you're not doing it. No, <laughs> that is very You may never see the kid squeezing a wedge of lemon over anything. <laughs> it never happens. You'd be like, what's going on? What, are you eating olives as well, you little punk? As an adult, I remember the first time I ordered some fish and chips and went, I'm actually going to use that lemon and squeeze it over my yeah. battered cod. Absolute game changer. And then tartar sauce as well. <laughs>
0: You're not doing that as a kid. No, no kids having tartar sauce, are they? No kids doing any of that. Too sharp
2: for a kid's palate. But as soon as I started doing that, oh, what a game changer. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, because it's funny, because that is my main course, is fish and chips. Is it? It is my main course, is fish and chips. Wow. That's that's what I've chosen. We
3: are having a, a, a... a day by the sea with Tom cat we are having a day <laughs> by the sea
2: although this fish and chips doesn't necessarily have to be by the sea I mean like in, a, in a, an idyllic sort of situation you're sat on a beach somewhere having fish and chips you know, yes and, and but it, it, fish and chips are really special like oh, you remember their childhood memories and like yes. I say it's a game changer when you put um, tartar sauce or lemon juice on it because actually as mission star chefs what you're always looking for any chef is looking for a balance of texture crunch mm. acidity all of those sort of things that come into line so lemon or capers or, or gherkins that are in tartar sauce is about bringing everything into balance, and it's the same sort of thing as a full English breakfast, which was a close second to my main Right. Ah. But the idea of going all of those flavors that are salty yeah. and kind of protein-led and starchy, that then you need something to balance it up. Right. And this is where like, this is where the, I think brain sauce and red sauce that all right, There's loads of sugar and salt in them. What you think about, they're a balance of acidity. They're quite, there's sugar and vinegar that's reduced out and mixed together. So when you put, when people are putting red sauce on stuff and brown sauce, all they're doing is bringing in a natural balance of cooking. They're almost becoming Michelin star chefs. (laughs) It's your mouth that's bringing it all together. You want it all together. So,
3: so what's your ideal? Like, is there somewhere you've had the best fish and chips you've ever had?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it's so. See, it sounds so simple, doesn't it, fish and chips? But there's nothing simple about it. Like... some of the best fish and chips you'll have is, you know, when their chips are, like, really soggy and mm. a bit mm-hmm. rubbish because yeah. it's the summertime and there's too much... See, there's too much sugar in a potato in the summertime. There's okay. not enough starch, oh. and that's why new potatoes don't make great... They're not very good at chipping. But, right. you know, and then you when you put malt vinegar on it and the paper's stuck to the chips and all that... Yeah. Actually, that's not... That's quite a nice thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I couldn't serve soggy chips with paper stuck to them in a restaurant. Sure. So you go, okay, so then we have to go down the triple cook chip route, right. which is kind of like, I mean... I mean, the whole science of it is boring, and I won't tell you on the, on the, on the podcast because, like, it will go on forever. But you triple cook them to make sure they're lovely and crispy. Uh-huh. You go well, then all of a sudden, like, you don't give as many chips, and it take, the process costs too much money. Sure. So it's a very fine balance between the best chips in the world or soggy, wet ones covered in paper.
1: Chef Tom Kerridge speaking to James A. Caster and Ed Gamble on the Off Menu podcast, and that's produced by Plosive Productions. Thanks for listening to the Podcast Hour from RNZ. If you're finding it helpful to find new stuff to listen to, then please do consider rating or reviewing us with as many stars as you can manage wherever you get your podcasts from and tell your friends and family about us too. And if you're writing a review, then do let us know what you like about the show or how it could be improved. So if you'd like to hear longer clips, more interviews with the people making the shows that we feature, and if four shows is about the right number to highlight each week, that kind of stuff, it would be really helpful to know. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.